What's going on, Mighty Warriors? I'd like to invite you to take a seat and listen up while I share some life experiences that can help you go from merely surviving to thriving. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches. What's going on, Mighty Warriors? Welcome to episode 19 of Thriving in the Trenches. I uh, came across some data not too long ago that said most podcasts that are going to fail, fail within like the first seven or 10 episodes or something like that. I'm a 19, so hopefully I beat the odds. I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. So um, yeah, I'm going to keep talking and hopefully people are going to keep listening. So as I mentioned last week, I got a new puppy and right now I'm contending with her collar kind of jingling quite a bit and making some noise. So I closed my door so that hopefully we don't pick up that noise. But at the same time, now I got to worry about her going to the backyard and continuing to uh, finish off the plant that she's started to devour. It's actually uh, quite a challenge with this little pup and I'm trying to figure out the way to go. Each day is a, a new challenge. And so continuing to, uh, to grow through them and we'll learn together for better or worse. And the plant's probably already dead, but I might still be able to salvage what's left of it as a, uh, a training tool and get her to stop attacking things that she's not supposed to. I got to imagine what's going through a basically almost three month old puppy as she walks out the door and sees this bush and in her head, what plays out? Like, you looking at me, plant? <laughs> and just decides to attack it and chew it to pieces. I, I really don't get it. But, you know, if I'm being honest, people are like that sometimes too. We just walk outside and see whoever, whatever, and choose to get fired up about it. And sometimes don't, in, don't control those impulses, um, for better or worse. It's the, the reality of things, right? But anyway, that's kind of a good lead into uh, what I wanted to talk about here tonight. I I have talked about challenges in the past and just felt like it was really worth revisiting. Again, a lot of times with these podcasts, I kind of base the uh, content on what's really going on in and around my life. And there has just been a lot of stuff coming up about challenges and a couple different dynamics that I wanted to talk about. So jumping right into it, first and foremost, I've mentioned this before, like I said, there are no losses. It's wins and lessons. Life isn't really a sport. Games, they've got a winning team and a losing team. It's pretty cut and dry and you're playing for points, you're playing for score and records and all that stuff. Life doesn't really end after the season. I mean, I guess we could make some similarities where we get to swap out players, so to speak, and take timeouts and we're on the bench and this and that. But the truth is the clock never stops running. There's never an opportunity to just take a timeout and have the clock stop or, you know, the season ends where I've got time to not do anything, not focus for a while. And then I'll have a known date that I need to start training for this date to get back into the game. Like life doesn't do that. Life just keeps on going, whether we want it to or not, whether we're ready for a break, whether we're ready for continued, like the next round, it, it, it keeps going. The clock keeps ticking always. And so 
that, in my opinion, is where the similarities end. But yeah, getting back to wins and lessons, everything we do, everything we experience, good or bad, is an opportunity to learn. It's just all about how we perceive the event, how we perceive the challenge, how we perceive the outcome of that challenge. And again, wins and losses is what I choose to step away from and look at it as wins and lessons. You know, even my divorce, I went through a divorce. I didn't believe in divorce at the time. I ultimately led to a point in my life where I was suicidal and, you know, I almost took my life. And even now we co-parent and it's very challenging at times to come together on a common ground. We're both anchored sort of to the place where we live right now because I don't want to lose my kids. And on the same side of that, I never want to take my kids from their mother. Um, not that it's that easy. I mean, obviously, whatever, we won't get into the semantics of the law, but at any rate, I have no desire to remove their mother from their life. They need her just as much as they need me. And we both play very important roles in their lives. So anyway, we're anchored to this place. Um, as a result of that divorce, though, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about like the actual reality of being suicidal. And now I feel like I have more tools to offer other people if they find themselves in a similar situation, whether related to divorce or not. But those feelings of just being lost and hopeless and there's no way out. I, I can actually relate to that. It's not just something I read in a book. It's not just something that, you know, I was presented to me. I did a, a PowerPoint lesson or a slideshow or something. You know, I, I've actually lived through that. I've gone through those challenges. I've gone through the challenges and continue to go through the challenges of co-parenting moving on in dating in just everyday life where it's like, okay, does this woman that I'm dating get to meet my kids? And then how does that impact the relationship with my ex-wife? Because we have a really good friendship. I, I really do value her and the role that she plays in my life, not to the extent that I want to be in a, a romantic relationship with her, but I think we do a great job. And so the decisions that I make around the kids they do impact that relationship. And so there's constantly a challenge there, a learning curve of, A, what's best for me and the kids? Well, let me back that up. A, what's going to be great for me? Ultimately, what's going to be best for my kids? And my mental health plays into that. So again, it goes back to what's going to be great for me as well. But then also what's going to be conducive to the co-parenting relationship between their mother and I. And she doesn't get to control my decisions, but I still have to learn how to present my actions in a way that we can still have that mutual respect. And that's just one little aspect of my life, one aspect of challenges that I've faced. And the amount of growth that has come out of that is tremendous. I mean, going through that whole process is what it's led me to this point here where I'm able to talk to you guys on this podcast and put my message out to the world because I've gone through challenges and I've continued to learn and win through those challenges. And again, it hasn't always been like this. I started out in the dumps. I used to feel like I have nothing to offer anybody. All I am is a knuckle dragon 
like meathead and not even meathead. I'm not even big enough to consider myself a meathead. You know what I mean? Um, I, but I was just a tool. I was somebody else's pawn and that's all I was good for is, is hard work and manual labor and my opinions, my thoughts, my attitudes were worthless. Well, that journey going through the divorce, the way I grew up, jobs that I've held, whatever, you name it, relationships, like different challenges have made me who I am today. And they've made me who I am because of the attitude that I'm able to take towards them. And even when I had a piss poor attitude about those things, and I was just in a losing state, like my mentality was always, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. It's the kind of accumulation of all those things that got me to a point ultimately where it was like, I can't suck this bad at life. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I have to be a better human being than what I feel like right now. If not, there's no point, you know? And uh, again, like all this relates back to like challenges, challenge after challenge after challenge has brought me to this point. And why is that so important? Because we all face challenges all the time. It could be as simple as a challenge of deciding, do I make toast for breakfast? Do I have uh, peanut butter on a bagel? Do I cook some eggs? And those all may seem trivial, but if we're not learning how to accept challenges and make decisions, then we're not making those decisions for one. So now we're losing time for two. And for three, it's just now we're in this frustrating spot where I ran out of time and I got to work hungry. Whereas when we go through those challenges, I may opt to be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make bacon eggs for breakfast this morning. And I do that and I realize I need to either wake up earlier or can this because I got to get to work at a certain hour. And then the next time I try toast and this and that and whatever. And ultimately through that trial and error, through those various challenges, some that have a positive response some or a result, some of them that have a more negative result, but I learn and I grow so the point now, I'm a fan of overnight oats, and I'm also a fan of this restaurant called Mostly Muffins that makes the greatest breakfast sandwiches around. And, uh, you know, I know that, hey, I'm either going to make some overnight oats, so tomorrow morning I just grab them and put them in my lunchbox, and I get to work, do my thing, and then I've got time to eat, or however that works out. But anyway, that's all just semantics of challenges. They can be big, they can be little. But the fact of the matter is we face them every day and we have to deliberately take the attitude of learning from those things if we want to progress, if we want to succeed in life. Now, there's another side of that as well. When we make decisions, again, those are usually related to some kind of challenge, some kind of problem, some kind of there's two different, at least two things that we have to decide from. And one of those things can be inaction. Inaction is definitely a choice. Doing nothing is a choice that we make. So don't ever get that twisted because when it's like, oh, this is the only thing I could do. That's why I did it. And it resulted in something bad. Well, you could have done nothing and that may have resulted in something bad, good or worse. But either way, doing nothing is still a choice. But anyway, when we face challenges, when we go through various struggles, we, and we choose to learn from those, we get to a point where we start making choices. We start 
overcoming challenges in a way that is beneficial. And if we're facing the same challenge over and over, I'll, I'll just talk about my own experience, my own life, but just relationship failures again. If I'm consistently meeting people that seem completely different, but I'm running into the same problems over and over and over again, I can accept those challenges as, oh, well, you know what? She was just this. She was just that. It's her. It's her. It's her. Well, ultimately, with that attitude, I'm going to continue to run into the same thing. And I'm going to have to learn that lesson over and over and over until it really sets in. But once it gets to the point of me making a different decision, me handling that challenge in a different way, then I'm going to get some different result. Better or worse, who knows? Like It's going to be a different result. And sometimes that's what we're looking for is something different. We want to complain about going through the same thing over and over and over. We just get something different. And if that doesn't work out, then we challenge, we accept that challenge and face it in a different way, attack it from a different angle. And then we get yet another different response. And eventually, if we're keeping our minds open and continuing to attack that challenge and embrace it and know that, hey, I am going to get through this, then once we start getting those different outcomes, at some point, we're going to start to get a, it may not be a perfect outcome, but a more desirable outcome we're going to get a more desirable result from that. And when we do that, it essentially starts to build a little bit of confidence. And it's like, okay, if I'm, if I'm constantly faced with decisions and I always default to whatever, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut on this, this particular issue. Let's just, here, I'll give you an example. We're at work, I'm at work and I'm given the opportunity to give input into a situation, something, a task that's coming up. And because I don't believe in myself, I say nothing. And so the path that's chosen for me at that point, because again, lack of, lack of response is still a choice. So I choose not to respond. So I allow somebody else to respond for me. And those external responses are just not doing it for me, not doing it for me, not doing it for me. So next time I make a decision, I voice my opinion and let's say that opinion gets shut down. Okay, well, you know what? At least I said something this time and it may not have been the result I wanted, but I at least put myself out there. That's progress, right? I can have a little bit more confidence that, hey, you know what? I at least voiced myself and whatever fears kept me from voicing myself before, maybe it was embarrassment, maybe it was shame whatever, even if I did get embarrassed and did get shamed, I didn't die from it. It didn't change my life. I'm still the same person. And so now I've got a little bit more confidence to make, to, to voice my opinion next time. But I have the knowledge that the way I was thinking about the situation last time wasn't that productive. Let me see what I can adjust in this because I've through repetition built the confidence to at least speak. And now I'm building that confidence to come up with different ideas. And let's say I come up with a hundred different ideas and every single time I still get embarrassed. Well, a couple things happen there. A, I've proved to myself a hundred different times that embarrassment will not destroy me. And in this scenario, embarrassment will not 
make me lose my job, you know, like I'll, I'll still be where I'm at and I'll still be getting made fun of, but I'm still collecting a paycheck and I'm still on the same, in the same spot with the same team, whatever it may be. So I'm building confidence in these different areas. I'm training my mind to think in different ways. And ultimately I'm just getting better and I'm getting stronger. And even though let's just say this carries on for six months, a year where like I've now very bold in speaking my opinion and it very boldly gets shut down every time. Well, you know what? I've just built up a year of resistance to people rejecting my ideas. So now take it outside the work situation, take it to an interaction with a friend or, you know, a significant other, or I don't know, the person in the drive-through that's trying to like give you grief over your order, whatever. Well, now I've got the confidence to at least voice my opinion. Now I'm more bold. I'm more capable of speaking my mind and not just being a doormat, not just getting run over. And again, this all stems back to the challenge in this situation of making a decision and which led to speaking my mind, which led to greater boldness to be assertive, which grows and grows and grows. And so ultimately like embrace challenges is, is what I'm getting at. Embrace challenges, knowing that you're going to learn something from them. Just know that. But my kids, I, I'll, I'll openly admit, and hopefully nobody reports me for this. (laughs) No, it's nothing, nothing breaking the law, but I used to have a struggle of being very, I, I guess I would instill fear in my children when they didn't listen. I was not, I didn't beat them or anything, but I was very like over the top with aggression, like, Hey, don't do that. You know? And it was actually pointed out to me by my dad, which I won't get into all the details of that. I know on other podcasts I've mentioned, I didn't know my dad. He left when I was two. So when I talk about my dad, he is my dad since seventh grade. Um, not related to uh, like I have another mom and dad so anyway we won't go too far down that road doesn't matter the point of the matter is my dad at one point called me out like hey man you're you're building fear in your kids and that was challenging that hurt because I grew up with a fear that I'm going to be a horrible father which is why I never wanted to have kids so when he said that to me it was I don't want to say it was devastating but it had potential to be devastating And it would have destroyed me had I not taken the approach of like, okay, this person loves me and cares about me. He's not saying this to destroy me, even though I want to just run from it right now. So what's the lesson I can learn? And since then, I have constantly been on a mission to improve the way I interact with my children when they're disobedient. Do I have it perfect now? Absolutely not. But I am a completely different human being towards my kids than I was four, five, six years ago. I'd say five years ago, because, yeah. Anyway, um, but I've just grown. And daily, when I'm with my kids, I face that same challenge of having to control myself and interact with them in a way that gets my point across but doesn't belittle them, doesn't scare them, doesn't make them cower and just respond out of fear. They respond out of respect. At least that's what I hope. But in facing that challenge over and over and learning from every single repetition, 
I really do have the confidence that, hey, I can handle my kids with love. And will I slip up here and there? Absolutely. But do I know that I'm capable of having a day, a week, a month of interactions without slipping up? Absolutely. Because I've done it. Because I've accepted that challenge and I've faced that challenge and I've learned from every situation. I apologize to my kids. My kids are eight years old and six years old, two girls. And I apologize to my kids because that's a lesson that I've learned. In facing that challenge of being a better parent, I've learned that it's okay for me to apologize to my kids. I've learned that it's okay for me to admit my mistakes. And so... Yeah, ultimately, like this, this whole message is just about accepting challenges, embracing challenges in any shape or form, and they might suck while we're going through them, but don't take that to mean that it's a loss. It's a lesson every single time if your mind is in the right place. Every single time, it's a lesson. There's something to be learned. There's something to be gained. And again, you might screw it up a hundred times, a thousand times, but I guarantee if your mind is in the right place, you're not screwing it up the same way every time for one. And for two, you're getting closer and closer to a desired outcome. You'll get there. You just got to face the challenges. You got to embrace the challenges and you have to learn from the challenges. There are no losses. In life, it's about wins and lessons unless you choose to stay down and be defeated. And again, that's a choice. So if you want to choose to lose, then that's on you. But I would venture to say that anybody that's listened to this podcast more than once, you're coming back because you want to be a better person overall, because you want to learn, because you want to grow. And if you maintain that mentality and you continue to accept The challenges, you're going to learn and you're going to thrive. That's all I got. I love you folks. I hope this message was valuable to you and uh, look forward to speaking to you again next week. Hope you folks have a great week and know that as you sit right here, right now, that you are enough. You have inherent value that cannot be taken from you. You are loved. You are appreciated. And no matter what you do, it will not take away from the amazing person that you are. That's all I got. Have a great week.